0: So welcome to Free Association. Uh, I've taken today off, more or less. I've been asleep quite a lot of the day. And uh, I'm recovering from dealing with eugenics and genocide, basically. It does my head in completely. But I've got some more for you. So Naomi Wolf, speaking to Rainer Fulmick. And Wolfgang Wardard. And I think this—I don't know how old this is, but it—it's. I spotted it on Bitchute this afternoon. I think it might be about a year old, or six months old, or whatever. But it's—it's it's good material anyway. I've—I've I've cut it down to thirty-five minutes, so it's not the committee. It's mostly Naomi Wolf doing her report, and uh, I think thirty-five minutes or forty minutes is about the length of time that that I've got attention for this stuff and then I need to take a break so that's about the right length anyway here's the re- here's naomi wolf's report uh make of it what you will good morning naomi i i know you're under uh, time constraints,
1: so um uh but i hope you're still in a good mood are you <laughs> you're smiling <laughs> you're muted mm mm-hmm.
2: Yes, I said certainly good morning or good evening to you. It's uh it's fascinating to listen, so I'm very happy to to listen as well as to speak. Thank you for having me. Of
1: course. Um I saw an interview. I, I forget who it was with, but uh you too took a closer look at the vaccine trials in particular the Pfizer trials. Um we've interviewed a number of people who did the same thing. One of them is uh Brooke Jackson. You you know who she is. She's a she's a um Um, a whistleblower from one of the CROs, clinical research organizations. Um, What what have you found out when you took a closer look?
2: Um, Sure. And by the way, Ms. Jackson uh, was uh, kind enough to speak to the 3,000 volunteers, research volunteers that have united in the effort that uh, that we convened. Uh, So it's not it's not I who I'm doing the, the research, just to be clear, I'm reporting on it, but it's an extraordinary undertaking and a really a model for humanity as we rebuild our institutions and knowledge base. Um, War Room and Daily Cloud, Daily Cloud is my democracy platform and news platform, uh, sent out a call for researchers who, with the credentials to review these 55,000 Pfizer documents released under court order. Um that, were, that the FDA had requested be hidden for 75 years. And uh, so we got an extraordinary response from people ranging from medical doctors and RNs to uh, lab clinicians to medical fraud investigators to former HHS uh, officials to um, biostatisticians and so on. Uh, people highly trained to understand what they were looking at. And they've issued now about 15 reports and about 500 um, individual uh, alerts on a database, which is public. I can send you all the link so people can see these reports and and these uh, these alerts. Um, and if you'd like, I can give you the headlines. They're pretty horrific and substantial about what these investigators have found. Oh, and by the way, because a bunch of you are lawyers, in addition to the researchers, um, we have 250 volunteer attorneys. And if international attorneys would like to join the effort, we'd be delighted. Uh, And these attorneys have already established that fraud, that the evidence is there for fraud, that Pfizer committed fraud, which of course is important in the US legal system because it means that they can be sued. And uh, and other crimes and harms um, have 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 been confirmed by the lawyers, and there are now three letters that have gone out from our volunteer lawyers to state attorney generals, attorneys general. Sorry, one in California, one in Ohio, and one in Texas. Um, so much more to come. Uh, gosh, the headlines. All right, Pfizer knew in December of 2020. That is a month after the. Mass rollout in the United States that the vaccines didn't work. Uh, the internal categories are are a vaccine failure, uh, failure of efficacy, or waning efficacy, and that one of the side effects subjects got after having been injected was COVID. So they knew a, a month after rollout that the efficacy would wane within about two or three months. But they didn't tell anyone that, um, of course. And as you all know, uh, the rest of the world didn't know that the vaccines would fail eventually until about April of 2021, when the studies started to come out of Israel and other countries. And there was a a full-blown, you know, ready-to-go campaign for boosters. Um, So I guess what's so significant about this is that many millions of people in the United States didn't know what Pfizer and the FDA knew in December of 2020 that they would have to take repeat injections, that the immunity waned or or that the vaccine didn't work altogether. And so they thought, I'll just take these two injections and then I'll be done forever. Um, And so all of those people who are now suffering harms, uh, the lawyers argue that that's coercion or fraud because they they did not have informed consent that the vaccines failed. Um, Another headline. Pfizer knew, and the FDA knew, in May of 2021, that there was a peer-reviewed study. So since it was in peer review, the knowledge was in the medical community around this decision for several months already, that 35 minors had had heart damage a week after being injected by the mRNA vaccine. Um, This is particularly significant, because and Dr. Chris Flowers, who's a uh, professor of radiology and a peer reviewer, so you know, extremely highly credentialed on this subject, is the one who wrote this report. In June of 2021, in other words, after Pfizer and the FDA knew that the injection harmed the hearts of children, minors, teenagers, um, the EUA for injecting teenagers was. Uh, granted by the FDA. And it wasn't until August of 2021 that the government of the United States issued a press release warning parents about an elevated risk of myocarditis, uh, especially in young men. So that's pretty criminal. You all know that myocarditis in young adults and, and teenagers has been a a steady theme. Um, the internal documents are rife with heart damage, uh, as well as neurological damages and other categories that are not as well known outside of the Pfizer documents. Um, but the fact that every single parent who let their teenager be injected before August of 2021 did so without the knowledge that he was risking or she was risking the, the heart health of their child um, also was coerced. Uh, the Okay, Pfizer knew that, <laughs> Pfizer boasted to the FDA that they would have to hire, and this is spring of 2021, 2,400 full-time employees in order simply to deal with the flood of paperwork being generated by the reports of the adverse events that they saw already and to deal with the flood of adverse event reports that they anticipated. Um. I'll go on to some other headlines, unless you'd like me to pause there. Should I keep going? There are about 18 headlines altogether.
1: Yes, go ahead, because this is the thing that needs to get out. This is what Yeah, it'll turn the tide. It's, it's very, you know, it's tragic, but we do believe that ultimately the body count uh, will make a difference, as unfortunate as
2: it is. Yes, God willing, I understand. All right, so this one was... I mean, they're all shocking, but this is particularly horrific. Um, All of our paid spokespeople, our government spokespeople, doctors assured us, and indeed to this day, the American Red Cross, which is in charge of the nation's blood supply, assured us, the American population, that the injections remain in the injection site. But the Pfizer documents show that this is not true and that Pfizer and the FDA knew it was not true. Within 48 hours, the injection material uh, enters the bloodstream, and from the bloodstream, the spike protein, the mRNA, and the lipid nanoparticles lodge in, and this is confirming other studies that are emerging, for instance, out of Japan, but Pfizer had this information, lodge in the spleen, the adrenals, the lymph nodes, the liver, and if you're female, the ovaries. So you need to really bear this in mind when you look at other damages. Now let's look at what's in the actual injection material. So important. And, and we need to look at dose, dosages. The injections are made, the active ingredients and the kind of messenger ingredients, of course, are mRNA, lipid nanoparticles, and spike protein. Uh, The Moderna vaccine also has SM-102, which is categorized by the OSHA, which is our Occupational Safety and Health Association, as a carcinogen. Also cholesterol, which is very interesting because, again, heart damage, heart damage, you've got cholesterol going into the bloodstream, right? We, We know what cholesterol does. When it goes into the bloodstream, it can cause heart attacks. But moving on to just the Pfizer ingredients. Lipid nanoparticles, I personally am not vaccinated because I read about lipid nanoparticles early on and I'm a tech CEO. So I was very struck that the excitement about lipid nanoparticles was in the biotech industry publications and not so much coming from medical journals. And so I recognized, oh, this is a uh, new technology that tech investors are excited about—they're going to pump it up. They're going to have a big exit, and everyone's going to make a lot of money. So that was my reason to not get vaccinated. Lipid nanoparticles are tiny but hard, fatty casings that have been used in in the past in very dire circumstances, like for brain tumors, right? Where the risk benefit analysis is you're going to die unless. This medicine gets to the tumor in your brain. But lipid nanoparticles are now being injected into healthy people. So lipid nanoparticles cross the blood-brain barrier, they cross the amniotic sac barrier. Uh, you know, they're there we're seeing all these harms, and I'm not a medical doctor, but we're seeing all these harms in the blood vessels and vascular system. And you've really got to understand the structure of lipid nanoparticles is that they are tiny, hard fatty casings. Um, So that's going through your body. The spike protein is going through your body and the mRNA is going through your body. So why do I bring this up? There were different doses. There were different dosages, dramatically different categories of dosages. There still are. Moderna, their dose of these active ingredients and messenger ingredients was 100 micrograms. Pfizer's dose for adults is 30 micrograms. So if you got, and I'm sorry for everyone who got a Moderna first and second dose listening to this, but it's better to know if you got a Moderna first and second dose, in each case, you got more than triple the amount of people who are getting Pfizer's first and second dose. If you're a child, uh, there was a three microgram amount. And if you were a teenager, there's a 10 microgram amount. So let me talk to you now about why these differences in dosages are so serious. First of all, apropos of the 100 microgram Moderna dose, and my mom got the 100 microgram Moderna dose and now has tachycardia, which is one of the many cardiac side effects in the internal documents. And she's given me permission to say this. Um, The internal Pfizer documents showed that the 100-microgram dose was so reactogenic, it caused so much reactogenicity, meaning bad outcomes, that they dropped it from their internal trials. But they did not tell the world, oh, if you've had your first Moderna dose, that's too much. Don't get a second dose. Don't get a booster. Make sure your doctor is following you for these various side effects that we know internally you might have. No, they were silent. And so people who got the Moderna first dose got a second dose, got boosters, got more boosters. um, Whereas internally they knew it was too high and dangerous. The other reason the dosages are so troubling is that they don't titrate by weight or height. And so what this means is if you're uh, a child Uh, If you're 11 and you are, if you're a 12-year-old 90-pound girl, okay, you're going to get the same microgram dose as a 200-pound 17-year-old male. If you are an 11-year-old, you're going to get, on the last day of your 11th year, you're going to get three micrograms, but the day of your birthday, it's going to triple to 10 Micrograms, more than triple. If you're a 17 year old on the last day of your 17th year, you're going to get 10 micrograms. When you turn 18, it's going to triple to more than triple to 30 micrograms. I'm sorry, triple to 30 micrograms. So teenagers are dying and collapsing, right? Young people are dying and collapsing. Uh, You know, my book, The, The Bodies of Others, has a list of teens who just died in their sleep, dropped dead. And as a parent, you you have to ask the question are the kids who are dying or hurt uh does it relate to their body weight because they're getting the same dose as kids twice their size and body weight um let me go on to other headlines or should i pause there
1: no continue one question naomi sure did i get this right i wrote down that um During the Moderna trials, they found that the nanoparticles were so disastrous uh, or had such disastrous consequences that they uh, dropped them from the trial but didn't tell anyone about it? Did I get that right?
2: Not exactly. What's odd about the internal Pfizer documents is that they're testing Moderna as well. Um, And Moderna's results uh, appear periodically in the Pfizer internal documents. So, it's that Pfizer understood that the had the Moderna results um, for adverse events, uh, or at least some of them. And there's a table that shows that the 100 microgram dose is too high and they dropped it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know fully yet if Pfizer was using a 100 microgram dose or if they were just going from the experience and data of Moderna, which it's a little baffling how mm-hmm. they got that internal material, but um, they, they, they drop, they, they acknowledge there, there's a, you know, I'll never forget that word reactogenicity. It's Pfizer's word. They acknowledge the, uh, the escalated uh, adverse events uh, with the hundred microgram dose and don't use it internally anymore. Um, Okay. There's more. The injection they knew causes damage to your leukocytes. What are leukocytes? They're your white blood cells, which are instrumental to your immune response. Um, So one of our doctors wrote a a very serious uh, report, um, which has gotten the attention of people who work with HIV patients, uh, because of course, if you're immunocompromised, you really need to know, well, if you're a human being, you need to know that the injections damage your immune response. Um, okay. Pfizer and the FDA and the CDC and the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology claimed that the vaccine was safe and effective for pregnant women. And I will also never forget badgering Apoorva Mondavili, the COVID reporter at the New York Times on Twitter. She kept saying this and I kept saying, where are the data? I don't see the data. And I'm a, I'm a reporter on women's health issues and you know reproductive health issues. I couldn't find any studies on pregnant women showing or, or pregnant mammals showing that they were safe. So the claims that they were safe were based on a Pfizer study of 44 French rats. They followed the rats for, for 42 days. Then they didn't even let the baby rats be born to see if they were okay. They autopsied the rat fetuses and decided they were okay. And on the basis of that, they announced that the vaccine was safe and effective for pregnant women. They didn't check pregnant women's babies. They didn't check if the babies were able to thrive. They didn't check birth weight. They didn't check cognition. They didn't check all the things that can go wrong in pregnancy in human females. In fact, pregnant women were excluded from the trials. Hum- as you know, if they had a positive pregnancy test, they were excluded. More about that later. But the point is, it was just this rat study. However, the doctors who ran the RAT study, the disclosure was that they were employees or shareholders in Pfizer and BioNTech, or Pfizer or BioNTech. Oh, wow. wow. And I want to partner that information with a database released by whistleblowers represented by attorney Tom Renz, I'm sure you're familiar with it, of the Department of Defense, that shows that in 2021... Female American soldiers who were pregnant and who had been injected with the mRNA vaccines had an 8,000 incident rise in fetal abnormalities in their pregnancies, which represents an 80% increase over the baseline of 10,000 fetal abnormalities every year, more or less before 2021 when they were forced by U.S. policy to be injected in order to keep their jobs. And there's a, one maternal and fetal health doctor, Dr. Jim Thorpe, that we're working with. He's reviewing the reports and, and taking action. He's gone to the Epoch Times and given an interview where he says he's never seen harms at, like the harms with pregnant women and their newborns that he's seeing now. I want to say one more thing about that. Um, in the adverse events uh, reported in the Pfizer documents and in VERS, there's a very high rate of spontaneous abortion, miscarriage, um, at least one infant death, and there's another notable thing, which is uh, discoloration of breast milk. And I I want to get to that tangentially. But I want to raise a red flag for everyone watching this who's pregnant or whose daughter or granddaughter might be pregnant or who wants to get pregnant or who's nursing. Because I'm hearing anecdotally at this point, but with women's health, often problems emerge anecdotally long before the medical establishment, in this case, a corrupted medical establishment, looks at them. But we're seeing a lot of reports of newborns with vaccinated mothers who are having problems with lactation. And they're having gastrointestinal problems. The babies are, and they're going to the doctors. Going to the doctors. Doctors are baffled. They don't know what's wrong. But of course, the babies are having failure to thrive, or they're not gaining weight appropriately. So the reason I bring this up is, I'm not a medical doctor, but uh, no one has studied the breast milk of vaccinated women to find out if the spike protein, the mRNA, the lipid nanoparticles are being secreted uh, in breast milk and One thing that breast milk is made of is leukocytes, which are harmed by the injections. And the other thing is, you know, these these particles go to the whole body and the Pfizer documents show they're also excreted in urine. So I don't, I'm not a doctor, but at this point, it's a big question mark. I don't understand how these materials cannot be excreted in breast milk. I also note that there's a breast milk shortage in the United States. Right now, which is, you know, you're speaking about intentional shortages, and this seems pretty deliberate. There are pallets of breast milk going to the border. And uh, I also note that Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and the usual suspect of big tech criminals are invested in something called biomilk, which is a man-made lab-grown replacement for breast milk. And I really raise this as a red flag because I do believe we're seeing a fully coordinated attack on humanity you know as you've said as we've discussed my new book is about that and what is the most self sufficient thing about human beings mothers can feed their babies with their bodies right so if you create something that interferes with a mother's ability to nurse her baby you've literally got humanity under your thumb because mothers will do anything to feed their babies um so that is a question mark and we're actually going to raise money to get breast milk of vac, you know of a vaccinated volunteer tested to to see what could be causing uh these harms in babies but that's something of a detour it's just i wanted to flag it on an abundance of caution just in case it could help anyone um other headlines gosh there there's so many uh
1: hang on hang on my yeah. second naomi uh wolfgang sure. wants to ask a question
2: yeah yes hello yeah um, hi
3: I've, I've, read, uh, I've read some research that uh, uh, as the, the mRNA, the RNA, and as well proteins, that means spike proteins, for instance, are transported from, from those cells which produce them uh, via exosomes. And exosomes are included in the, in the breast milk. They are, it's easy there in, in the mucosa, and they can, they can leave the body. Everywhere where some liquids and there's close cell contact, so with the breast milk for sure, the exosomes go to the babies, and if there is mRNA or if there are spike proteins, they will get them. And what they do in the babies, there's no research, but uh, there may be an effect because uh, they they get them into the intestine and perhaps they 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 do some damage there. So you're right, there's not enough research, but we know that there is a way. As well for wow. mRNA as for spikes from the from the mother with the milk via milk to the baby.
2: Good lord! Uh, well, I, thank you for telling me that. That's quite terrifying, and I hope that um, at another time you'll be willing to give me an interview about just that, or or help me bring your knowledge about that to light because that's very critical. Um, thank you, Ugh, Naomi. Uh, um, yeah. you,
1: do, you know, do you know Wolfgang? He is. A I know friend. his work. He is our kid.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Course. He he's our chief medical advisor, and he's a very experienced doctor. He's been around for many years, and he's the one who stopped the swine flu in uh, two thousand and nine.
2: Wow, um, it's an honor to mm. be in touch with you, and and thank you for that information. It's it's critically important information. Um, I guess I should wrap up. Uh, well, there are a couple of things about the structure of BioNTech that that are critical. Oh. oh shedding. Um, There's a report from one of our volunteers that focuses on disclosures in the Pfizer documents about what an environmental exposure is uh, during the trial. And they define it as um, contact, including contact of an unvaccinated person to a vaccinated person via inhalation and, and skin contact, but also via skin contact. And it seems to imply sexual intercourse at the time of conception. So, you know, many fact checkers have poo pooed the idea of shedding, but there it is unclear to what they could be referring if an environmental exposure to the experiment intervention, which is their language, uh, includes touch, you know, skin contact, inhalation, and sexual intercourse, or contact at the time of conception. Rather concerning. Um, I want to go now to the structure of BioNTech and Pfizer. Oh, yeah. So it was messaged to us in the United States that Pfizer, of course, Pfizer bought BioNTech. BioNTech was messaged to us as a nice German company, um, but it, we did. I did some looking at the SEC filings of BioNTech because, additionally, we found. That the FDA, you know, I was—I I really want to know, like, where are these vials manufactured? Like, who, you know, who's putting them together? What, what's the shipping process? Where are they from? And maybe you guys have already done this work, in which case, forgive me, but it's pretty critical because you're seeing so much level of harm, so many uh, thousands and thousands. Oh, this is one. Uh, The death rate for the 42,000 adverse events that Pfizer studied was 3.7% or over 1,200. I think that's been widely picked up now on social media, but 1,200 deaths, 1,200 plus deaths. Um, The level of harms are so severe. And by the way, the top two categories of, of harms that Pfizer documents reveal include things like myalgia and not just you know, passing muscle pain, but like crippling muscle pain and joint pain. And I know people who are having these symptoms and their doctors are not saying it's related to the vaccine. No one in the medical profession seems to know that those are two of the most common side effects that Pfizer saw internally. Other bizarre, very high rates of neurological uh, uh, problems. Um, And we've got a report just on that and uh, very high rates of of things like of brain problems, like stroke and um, encephaly, I believe is a, a brain related problem and uh, hemorrhages. Um, so those are all in the reports. But in terms of the structure of Pfizer, actually BioNTech is not a German company. BioNTech is a company that is partnered with Fosun Pharmaceuticals, which is a Shanghai based Chinese company. Yeah. So you, again, if you've already done this work, forgive me, but I'll just lay it out. You know, to my knowledge, no, it
1: needs to be it needs to be emphasized over and over again, because most people do not know that the Chinese are involved in this.
2: So involved. So it it turns out that the spike protein was discovered by a Chinese scientist in, or used, elaborated by a Chinese scientists living in America, according to Straits Times. And so Fos- Fosin Pharmaceuticals is run by a chairman and CEO who's very senior in the Chinese Communist Party. And they boast that they ship a billion doses a year. So, where that's a lot. Where are those doses going? Especially because, to my knowledge, China doesn't give the Pfizer mRNA vaccines to their own people. Um, that may have changed, but that was my latest knowledge. So, where are these going? And also, kind of weirdly, Pfizer and BioNTech raced to unite to start producing these vaccines. In January of 2020, when we barely knew what this virus was going to do, we didn't know it would be a global pandemic or messaged as a global pandemic. It could have been over in two weeks. So apparently, Pfizer and BioNTech raced to form an MOU so fast that they didn't even have contracts, and their lawyers were worried. Um, in the SEC filings, and I'm I'm kind of lucky because I'm a tech CEO. And I've been a reporter for 35 years and I've been a political consultant. So I I do understand what to look for sometimes that I wouldn't if I hadn't been in all three worlds. In the SEC filings, there's a record that most of the shareholders of BioNTech, two in the United States, unnamed one in Hong Kong, but also that five million shares went back to BioNTech for zero dollars. In 2021 from a Chinese uh, holder of the shares, a Hong Kong based, I beg your pardon, holder of the shares. And the other super weird thing about the 2021 SEC filings is that BioNTech describes as 100% complete, a 100% tech transfer to not to a Chinese company, but to China. To China, this is they're boasting about their benchmarks, their goals for 2021 to the SEC. And the tech transfer is 100 percent complete to the country of China for BioNTech, not for a subsidiary of BioNTech, not for Fosun Pharmaceuticals, for BioNTech. So, you know, we don't know. And I've got Ed Dowd looking at this. The, the BlackRock former BlackRock hedge fund guy, we don't know what that means. I'm in the tech space. Tech transfer could mean a lot of things. It could mean IP, intellectual property. It, you know, like how are the vaccines made? But that's scary enough because if you need boosters for the rest of your life and China holds the the formula, you're gonna China's gonna run the world no matter what policies are at the nation state level. Um, tech transfer could be DNA. You know, in addition to injecting people uh china's made no secret of wanting to hold the world's dna database and they've made great strides in doing that um it could it could mean you know how the lipid nanoparticle technology works however however whatever it means it puts china in the role of owning the solution to whatever problem these vaccines are causing or may cause in the future and if they're structured to create a dependency uh, or if there are policies that insist on a dependency china is the the holder of the of the ipe and to me as a political analyst that is unbelievably scary and and raises gigantic questions and i'll just say one last thing the sec filing oh (laughs) pfizer opened three branches in china in about 2009 one in Shanghai, one in Beijing, one in Wuhan. It's an R&D center. So could be a coincidence. But since they were right out of the gate, the same month that the virus had escaped from Wuhan, you know, I just think it's very important to do an investigation and see what knowledge, if any, and this is just good capitalism, right? Oh, if I happen to know that there's a, a your problem with this lab and this virus is gone, let's race to create a vaccine before anyone knows there's a pandemic, right? Or before a pandemic has even been messaged. And you all know and my book reveals how much of the messaging is fake about the scale of this pandemic. Um, let's create a vaccine right away before that virus has even made it around the world into people's consciousness. Um, so I don't have an answer there. There's no smoking gun. I just think it's notable that Pfizer's R&D, One of them is in uh, Wuhan and and is is also closely aligned with, as all such institutes are, the Chinese Communist Party. So I guess lastly, the SEC filings show uh, that the BioNTech disclosed to the SEC a, a number of very serious side effects, including that you will faint so hard you can hurt yourself. This is in the SEC filing of course it's not in the CDC list of side effects which are things like chills a little fatigue you may have a headache but so many people around the world as you know it's become like an internet meme are fainting so hard they're hurting themselves i i know an elderly man who fainted so hard after being vaccinated he had to have brain surgery and is now incapacitated um you know the the anecdotally the numbers of crashes car crashes uh, you know, pilots are worried about plane crashes. People are fainting so hard. You know, out of nowhere, on the you know on the sports field, and and the SEC knew, Pfizer knew, BioNTech knew. They warned the SEC, but the FDA and the CDC did not warn us. And so people are fainting. You know, if they survive, they go to their doctors, and their doctor's like, I have no idea. Um, and then they get their boosters. So that's my wrap up um, for now. Uh, but obviously, you know, there's been a new tranche released in May. The, the uh, in- investigators are hard at work and, and I'll keep you posted. But in conclusion, I'd have to say as a political analyst, my conclusion is that we've had a national security breach. The harms are so extensive. The collusion is so massive. I think it's an attack. Um You know, it may be an attack from China. It may be an attack by the World Economic Forum, but there's no way you can look at the Pfizer documents and not presume that there's been a national security breach of the United States.